Revved Up with Todd Bianco features the Bring a Trailer Picks of the Week on iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about software updates and your concern about digital security. Yep. Uh, You know, Tesla's, Tesla has been doing this for you know eight years now uh, since the Model S came out. Yearly, they hold a hackathon, and there's a fairly high prize for anybody that can find any vulnerability in their software. And I have a feeling that most of the manufacturers are going to get on board with that kind of you know looking at if they can find a problem. But so far, I mean, there's been there's been one or two that I saw where they were able to take over. Uh, like a Jeep Grand Cherokee through the infotainment system or something, but very rarely do you see it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. But but it it is out there as far as you know what's going to you know what's going to be you know coming. But digital is coming. Everything is going to be over the air uh, updates. And also, we were talking about Ford having this active driver assist feature that was going to be uh, activated later. You know, right. it had all the hardware and software, but it hadn't, you know, the software that needs to drive it. You know, in other words, the computer is sitting within the car, but they need to update the software. Right. Uh, Cadillac has been having this thing called Super Cruise that they started putting a few years ago in the, their flagship CT6 sedan. But what they really didn't show you was the, the, the fine print that said Super Cruise is a three-year, you know, you get three-year free service you get it so if you want ah. to continue to use our super cruise it's going to be $25 a month oh of course so it's <laughs> going to cost you 300 bucks a year yeah that's kind of dirty pool it is dirty pool i mean you know tesla is expensive but you pay it's, for it once you don't pay for you know you don't pay for every one of the updates it's like this idea that you never own a car anymore because the software in it uh has you know, proprietary rights to the manufacturer. And so therefore you're really only leasing the use of the car, even though you've bought it outright. Well, that's right. But it's, it's like your computer. There's always, you know, whether it's Microsoft or Apple, there's always updates to it. Right. And at some point it's, you know, so out of date, you would need a new computer. Right. Presumably. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. At some point, it's too slow, or the you know, the processing speed isn't high enough, and True. you end up needing a new computer. So, right. uh, but I think the difference is they're going to be able to eventually just swap a computer out of your car or put in a new, uh, you know, like uh, drive management system for your electric motors. I think that's going to be what's going to you know that's going to be the the future of you know repairs on cars. True. Okay, so let's go over a couple of from from last week the things that were sold. Uh, from two weeks ago, there was this BMW 2002 uh, Touring. It was 1972, and it sold for $27,750. Um, you know, that's a was a lot of money considering it. You know, it, it was just a plain looking thing, but it was something that it was never that was never sold here. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was. Uh, you know, it sold for $27,750. Um, the, you remember that the 1968 modified Olds Vista Cruiser wagon we liked so much? Uh, yes, I do. 
Yes, it was a sort of a two-tone, uh, that green with the wood on the bottom, and it had the you know the bucket seats and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, it's it did very well. It sold for thirty thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. How you know how for much? an old an thirty thousand two fifty? And where was it when we first started looking at it? It was down around eight or nine, and then it went up to like seventeen the next week. Right, exactly. And then if, it it always comes down to the last few minutes with so people. So basically, you know, doubled and doubled again. That's right. Yeah. Week to week. Um, yeah, I've got a picture of it yeah. up on the screen right now for our Facebook Live viewers. Yes, I love that car. I mean, it's, I just think it's cool. I've always loved, uh, you know, wagons. The, you know, the long roof is always kind of cool. And, right. you know, the Vista Cruiser with the, you know, with the windows on the bubble top at back is always very cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Now, we also picked, uh, let's see, you picked last week, you chose a 1957 Studebaker Silver Hawk. Eight, uh, which was quite a you know quite quite a swoopy car. It was very you know fifties styling, but you know something very distinctive. Uh, and it sold for let's see what was that seventeen to fifty. That's probably a pretty uh, good deal. That's probably pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And then then you had that two thousand I mean nineteen ten brush model D that you know antique car. Yeah. Uh, that thing sold for eleven thousand five hundred. Uh, really? And you also had a nineteen fifty nine Austin Healey Bug Eye Sprite. Oh yeah, there's the Studebaker. Terrific. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, pretty good price for that. I mean, somebody got a good a good deal on that. I think uh, seventeen two fifty for something that nice is not bad. Uh, the the brush model D was eleven five, and then the fifty nine Austin Healey Bug Eye Sprite twenty nine sold for only twelve thousand. Two hundred and fifty dollars, which I think was a pretty good deal for somebody. Yeah, we've got it up. There oh yeah, on there's the, on yeah, the there's the brush. If you're looking yeah. at Facebook, we're putting the pictures of the cars on now. Yeah, that that's one of those things. I I think it goes in a museum. You're not going to drive that in anywhere, but you know your favorite place, John, a parade. And where did the, where did that end up at? Uh, Eleven thousand five. Okay. I mean, it's just something that you know enthusiasts generally don't go for something like that. Right. The bug eye, the bug eye sprite, though, I thought was really cool, especially with the colors yeah. and the eyes and all that kind of thing. Someone did a nice one on that, but that was only twelve thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. So I think somebody got a pretty good deal on that. Right. Uh, let's see. Now I chose there was a two thousand one Honda Prelude, which was in just beautiful condition with less than a hundred thousand miles on it and it sold for fourteen thousand five dollars i thought that was an interesting number that people picked to you know to 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 uh bid on but it it also you know several last minute bids and somebody got a a really nice car for fourteen thousand dollars essentially um and then uh the mercedes gullwing that i also chose that's ongoing and yeah there's the there's the prelude and then the the Gullwing is Mercedes. I think that doesn't close till sometime this week. I'm looking at it now. It's at one thousand one hundred and one. Let's see, one thousand one hundred and eleven thousand one hundred and ten dollars. So one 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 zero. So it's a hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Right. Now. Right. Okay. One million one hundred and eleven thousand eleven one hundred one thousand one hundred eleven thousand one hundred and ten dollars. You mean one million one hundred thousand? One million. Yeah. One million one hundred eleven thousand one hundred and ten dollars. Oh there my you go. god. 
That is a lot of dough for a sexy little car like that. It is. Closes in six days. Uh, and so that means it's going to go higher. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see. So that's ongoing. There was the 1972 Avanti 2 Custom, which I, you know, in that you know, that really terrific yellow, bright yellow color. Yeah. It sold for a whopping $62,000. Somebody really liked that car. How much? 62000 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 62000 That's a hot car, though. Yeah, it was. I thought it was absolutely it, terrific. It, it and is probably an That's how much... It's an attention it grabber. Again? Yes. It's an attention grabber. It's also that somebody probably spent more on that doing the customization. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if they really made any money on it. <clears throat> and then the other one that we looked at was the uh, 20, I mean, the uh, 1978 Porsche 928, which is the first year of the car. And it was the... Uh, uh, Pasha interior that I liked so much, uh, that sort of psychedelic 70s interior. Now, the reason this sold for as much as it did, I mean, because it's still a project car and there's still a lot of work to be done on it, it's because it had VIN number 00021. And so it was the 21st vehicle made. Uh, so that's a that's a rare find uh, it, you know, these days to have something that old. And it's in pretty good condition. Someone's going to spend another probably $40,000 on it. Yeah. I, finally, yeah. I found the slide where we had the uh, interior and it had those uh, funky checkerboard yeah. seats. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the psychedelic, I mean, cause they don't, yeah. they're not just a checkerboard. They, you know, they, they morph. Right. You know, they, they, they're, they're, they're quite interesting. So it's like yeah, a 3d a, looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so that sold for $17,928. Of course, somebody had to do a 928. <laughs> so that, that, that's what that sold for. So that was interesting. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, they, these, you know, these auctions did fairly well, I think. I, you know, I really uh, you know, I was impressed with some of them, especially the, the custom Studebaker for $62,000. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Uh, so somebody did some nice stuff. Um, I think we have time for your first pick, John. Um, your first pick is a 2018 Ferrari 488 Sport. Spider. Um, this is a beauty. Uh, it only, let's see, I, I can read the uh, the copy on it. And let's see, it's located in Rancho Palos Verdes, California. It has 2,500 miles on it. It has a twin turbo 3.9 liter dual overhead cam V8, seven speed F1 gearbox. Uh, it's in Grigio uh, Titanio metallic over dark blue leather. Carbon ceramic brakes uh, with yellow calipers, Scudera fender shields, carbon fiber interior and trim. These are all very expensive add-ons to the thing. Uh, so it now says look at the inside of that car. I mean, I've got the video uh, on Facebook again showing this, but uh, that is a really cool interior design. Oh yeah, I mean, they, you know the the Italians do it right. Let's face it. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the, these are low volume. You know, handcrafted cars essentially, and uh, they really do it right. Uh, I think it's beautiful. Sold new in Philadelphia, in Bryn Mawr, Philadelphia, no less, uh, then leased in 2019 by the seller, who has added approximately 1,700 of the 2,500 miles. Uh, let's see, we already said what it was uh, powered by. Color the the interior is just stunning with the the stripe down the center of the seats and the uh, prancing. Uh, f uh, 
uh, stallion uh, stitched into the head, you know, the, the headrest. Head, the headrest. Yeah, it's yeah. really very nice. The carbon fiber trim. All these things were very, very expensive options. Now, right now, this is only selling for two thousand. I mean, the current bid is two hundred and twenty-seven thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, I expect I expect that to go higher when it closes. Uh, I think next Friday. Yeah. So at least yeah. by the next show, we'll we'll know kind of where it, it stands. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I think, but uh, yeah, the, this is going to be popular with somebody. Somebody's going to buy this, and they're going to drive it for you know another thousand miles, and then sell it again because they need something else in their collection. Yeah. That's the kind of car this is. You know, if they get bored with it, but it has a clean California title just waiting for you. But some of those options, like the carbon, uh, you know, the carbon ceramic brakes, those are like forty thousand dollar options. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a stunning amount. So, uh, You know what I just realized? Uh, the audio has been off on our feed for our Facebook yeah. live feed until right now. And we just fixed that, so we will have it fixed on the uh, when we put it up to archive the show later tonight. So just to, All right. to let folks know, I'm sorry about that. Okay, more when we get back from Bring a Trailer. This is uh, all wrapped up on iHub Radio. Bring a trailer picks now on iHub Radio's All Revved Up with Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. And John, we were going over your picks. And the next one I thought was very interesting. We're going to do the uh, 1976 Datsun 280Z, uh, which was, let's see, 76. I think my brother had a 78 280z he bucked the trend he was supposed to get a corvette like all the other cadets and he did not get a corvette he got a 280z which was an excellent car by the way yeah um let's see the so let's, let's see this uh, 1976 datsun 280z was acquired in 27 in 20 and 2017 by the seller who subsequently carried out a refurbishment that included disassembly of the body and in yellow Additional work performed during current ownership is said to have consisted of an overhaul of the 2.8-liter inline-six, removal of the bumpers, which looks pretty cool, uh, side markers and mirrors, installation of holly, a holly carburetor, uh, four-corner disc brakes. So, in other words, all wheels have discs and because it probably was front disc, rear drum originally. Uh, lower springs, uh, KYB shocks, a fuel cell. Oh, wow. Remote key entry and an electronic trunk release. Somebody spent a lot of money, in other words. Uh, it's offered at no reserve uh, with all the fo- f- you know photos of the refurbishment and a clean Indiana title. I got to say, I like the customization they did on this, especially you know with the bumpers gone. 
uh, and yellow works on a car like this. Yes, sir. It it does look cool. It's got the little scoop down there in front. And... Yeah, I, I I think you know this this kind of customization. I mean, you know, it, once when, it's done, it's done. When you look at where the grill is, it kind of looks like you married a Datsun with a Mustang. It does have that look because it got so it, it got so big from the original when you when you took all of the the bumper and the bright workout and everything else right. all of a sudden you have this jar this gigantic gaping mouth don't you? Yep. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to breathe a lot of air on you. Okay. And then what did you pick, John? You picked what is this next one? A nineteen ninety. Chevy Beretta GT Indy Pace Car Edition. Wow, is this a piece of crap. Right? <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> uh, it's, there I goes think, John I again think, in his parades. This yeah, is a pace car for I've seen one of the these Indy 500, in years. Right? I haven't seen it because they've all fallen apart there in the graveyard. <laughs> So let's see what this says about it. Now, th- this, is, this is very interesting. Okay. It, it has this 1990 Chevrolet Beretta Indy GT shows um, 2,700 miles. And it was built to commemorate the Mark's partic- participation in the 1990 Indianapolis 500. This, ca- this car is powered by a 3.1 liter V6 paired with a three-speed automatic transmission and is one of approximately 3,140 coupes produced in turquoise metallic over gray cloth. Mm-mm-mm. And it has graphics, too, in pink. Oh, yeah, God, it's it good. says indie in, in a hot pink. Yes, featuring fluorescent indie graphic package, body color fascias, uh, side moldings, a rear spoiler, factory 16-inch alloy wheels, a unique indie sports interior trim. The car was purchased new from uh, Ronnie Bly Chevrolet in Denison, Texas now, by a collector of pace cars. Now, come on. Can't you see some sort of tacky drag queen in this in a parade in Palm Springs? Absolutely. I don't think there would be room for her hair. That might be a problem. It would need to have a really, you know, does it have a sunroof? It doesn't, Ooh, but, but it they has could a, cut a, a T-top dash. on Wow. And knew this car was $17,000, which was a lot of money for a Beretta. You know, like I said, these are pretty crappy cars that right. out, out of some miracle, these things actually are still running. This one is in stunning condition, but of course it's nearly brand new. Uh, so it, it's it's I got to give it a lot of props because it really is something special. God, that digital <laughs> that digital that digital dash is just too good to be true, isn't I it? I know, right? You know what it looks like. You know what that digital dash reminds me of? Uh, Star Trek Medical Bay, the original Star Trek. You know that how you laid down on this bed, and then above you it was a screen that showed all the various, you know, up and down of your, you know, metabolic and systolic pressures and heart rate and all that kind of stuff. It kind of looks like that with all the, you know, the the the, the vertical up and down bars for the, you know, for the I guess for the tack and the and the. Uh, uh, what else does it have? Oh, I guess fuel consumption and oil, everything else, all of these up and down bars. Wow. They yeah, really the, went all out for this, this one, this, didn't they? This car may have needed a tachyometer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's, uh, you know, the fact that it's running. I think the only reason that, I picked it is because it burned my eyes out when I saw it. Oh, I love it. I don't know what I would do with it, but I absolutely love it. And it is it is in as new condition. Yep. 
I mean, the, the, you know, what was there the is mileage not, on it? How much was it originally? No, Seventeen thousand. No, the, mi- the mileage. Uh, twenty seven hundred. No, that's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. I mean, for nineteen ninety, I mean, that's thirty years old, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's First, uh, it's not a lot of miles. Twenty four hundred. <laughs> Well, but the collector is now getting rid of it, you know, and, and thank God it has an accident-free Carfax report. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it was driven enough to even have an accident. So it's, you know. I'm surprised pretty, pretty, an, indie, pretty, an indie racer didn't buy it. Yeah. Uh, we've got more coming up on Bring a Trailer, though, don't we? We have my picks and some other auctions to go over. This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen, all revved up on iHub Radio. Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And we're doing our bringing a trailer picks for this week. And uh, there were so many I had to pick four, and we'll take a little while to go over them. But the first one I'd like to talk about is a 1990 Porsche 944 S2 with 2,000 miles on it. Now, the last car we talked about, that Indy Pace car, that lovely thing, had 2,700 miles. This one has 2,000 miles on it. So these are like new cars, and I guess people are just hoarding them, you know, uh, in their collections. But let's see what it says here. Um, It's uh, located in Long Beach, New York. Uh, It has 2,000 miles on it. It has... Uh, one of 449 delivered to the U.S. for the model year and was first sold by Valente Porsche of Watertown, Connecticut. It's finished in Baltic blue metallic over blue. It looks really nice. It is gorgeous. The car is powered by a 3-liter M44 inline four-cylinder engine paired with a rear-mounted five-speed manual transaxle. Additional features include removable sunroof panel, that's good for the drag queens, right? Yes. Uh, yes, perfect. Uh, removable sunroof panel, um, a rear window wiper, cruise control, power adjustable seats, and D90 alloy wheels. The first owner reportedly drove the car about 1,900 miles before placing it into storage in 1993. The seller purchased the vehicle earlier this year, and uh, service performed since is said to have included cleaning the fuel tank and injectors, as well as replacing the fuel pump belts, ignition components, tires, and fluids. A paint correction was also carried out in 2020, and fresh clear coat was applied to the hood. This 944 S2 now shows just over 2,000 miles and was previously listed on Bring a Trailer in April 2020. So it was bought and sold, and now it's being sold again. It's being offered again by the same seller with a tool. I, I guess it didn't sell last time. Uh, so it's being offered again by the same seller with a tool roll, air compressor, owner's manual, early registration documents, and a clean Carfax uh, and clean uh, Calif- I mean clean New York title. 
Um, Speaking of clean, if I were them, I probably would have photographed it somewhere else where it didn't at the very least pick up the reflection of uh, a dirt road, if not actually dirt from the dirt road on the tires and such. That's uh, right. That's right. You kind of lose some it of the beauty of that fog- car. Yeah. It should have been like in front of a house or, or some, you know, where, where it had clean, uh, clean road or a driveway or something where you didn't have dirt on the tires. And you're right. It's re- the, 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 the white, I guess it's a gravel is reflecting into the, into the paint, isn't it? Yeah, and if you look at the tires, they look filthy, and you can't really tell if the car is clean or not from the bottom because, and I think it's just the reflection on the bottom of the car. But it's such a beautiful color that it would have been it nice is. to see it with no, with something dark reflecting off of it at the very least, so it didn't have all that lightness from from the sky and from the surroundings. Right, and it says that the uh, the blue metallic exterior received a full body paint correction during current ownership. Now they, that that's an expensive process, where they, when they say paint correction, they just make sure they 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 take the clear coat off and they basically look to see if there's any inconsistencies in the paint, and they can buff out probably anything that's necessary. So that's a correction. They don't actually repaint it. It's done, you know, basically somebody, it's a lot of time and work uh, manually done. I think the Um, interior looks really nice too. And we're showing that on the Facebook live video feed too. Yeah. So let's see, the hood was wet sanded and covered with BASF uh, glass, what is it? Glasserate uh, clear coat to to correct for an issue caused by tree sap. Wow. Uh, glass etchings can be seen in the gallery below, along with photos showing the exterior finish prior to the 2020 work. Um, yeah, I think that they just did a, a poor job of that. What I always find interesting is what was, you know, what was considered um, optional back then. It says the, you know, blue leatherette with leather seat inserts that was extra, and features a matching colored dashboard, center console, door panels, carpeting. Amenities include a Blaupunk Reno cassette player, factory security system, tilt removable sunroof, power adjustable front seats, air conditioning, cruise control, and the uh, 944S2 branded floor mats. So this is something that you know th- they were probably all charging extra for at the time, but today those would be considered you know. You know, basically, standard it items. should be standard on the car. Yeah. And, you know, and today, I mean, it's like air conditioning. What car doesn't have air conditioning or power windows today? Very, very few. It's, I mean, even, you know, even the lowest of the low have those kinds of things that are standard right. just because that's something that everybody wanted. But this was 30 years ago. And, you know, these were optional things like, ooh, cruise control. It's like, well, Everybody has that now. I mean, something new. <laughs> well, but ne- but now, I mean, your Honda Civic has you know adaptive cruise control with, with you know with cameras and radar, right? You know, as standard. Yeah. You know, so uh, thing things have definitely you know moved up and changed, and it's one of the reasons cars are more expensive. Sure. Uh, and, and, you know, this is how it goes. So this will be interesting to see. Now, this is not offered at no reserve. So there is some reserve on this car. Uh, the current price is 31944 Naturally, it has to be 944 Bring a trailer. Uh, bidders love to, you know, put the car numbers in it just because it's kind of cool. Uh, and I th- it's going gotta, it's gotta to go higher. Uh, it's got three days left on the auction. But the question is, will it be enough to sell this time? Because apparently it didn't sell last time. Somebody week, didn't come no. up with the price. But this is a collector's car. This is not something that somebody's going to drive, you know, thousands of miles each year. 
it's yeah. going to be babied, you know, along because you know it's been babied along this for thirty years. It's going to receive the same treatment in the next thirty years or however long this is going to be around. Sure. Uh, okay. Now the next uh, car that I wanted to talk about was a completely different type of car. Uh, this is a 1964 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Ah, uh, yes. This is back when they made big Cadillacs, and this was big. Now, uh, it was uh, it's located in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and it has the original California black plates, which means it's lived its entire life in California, which is always a good thing as far as, you know, rust and, and, and deterioration goes. Now, uh, this say uh, the current bid is 12,250. It has two days left. Let's see what it says about it. It is a 1964 Coupe de Ville's powered by a 429 cubic inch V8 paired with a TH400 three speed automatic transmission. The car was purchased in 2011 by Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker, who is believed to be the third owner. It is finished in Bahama sand over sandalwood cloth and leather interior, and factory equipment includes air conditioning, tinted glass, and a power-adjustable front bench seat. It's now offered with a clean California title in the seller's name. Uh, now, one of the things you really have to see, I don't know if you can put it up, is the interior, the, uh, the I, what do you call that? Is that called brocade, the cloth, you know, with the little seat, you know, little buttons in to, you know, look like a real upholstery, like a, like a sofa? Hmm. Yeah. The only interior photo I have is the one we're showing currently, which has part of the bench seat and the steering column and the, you know, the dashboard right, right now. So, but, but check out those, uh, you know, the, 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 the cloth. Uh, that, that that we've got there that is original uh it's beautiful uh and and look at if you you can see it also in this picture right at the uh, bottom right hand corner the uh seat belt those were optional, optional. and it has the ca- <laughs> and it has the Cadillac crest etched into it wow yes i mean these are special Boy, they were fancy so. <laughs> back in the day i'll bet you my great grandmother had one of these cuz she like traded her her old uh, Cadillac cruise ships in uh, like about once every year, year and a half, and got a new one. And she had those big old barges. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, p- people people at the time, th- this was, you're right, they traded them like every couple of years. You know, they just went down to the same dealer that they'd been to before. Right. Walked in and said, what's the newest model? And oftentimes they would just take whatever the dealer had in inventory. Yeah, you know, sometimes you you could always order. I mean, the dealer would always take an order for you, uh, but uh, they would much rather sell you what they have. The other thing that I thought that was interesting, I mean, this you know, air conditioning was an option on this car, and this had sort of automatic climate control, the early version of it, and it also has something that's unusual for a car of 1964 vintage. It has an AM/FM factory radio. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, most of the time you just saw AM radios. Later, we got the AM, you know, we got the, you know, the AM FM with the, you know, an A track, and then it went to cassette, and then it went to, you know, a CD, and then it went to, you know, full digital. Right. But you know, this this was well, a little too like... too early for A track. But AM FM was, you know, that that was probably an expensive option at the time. Well, and, and know, GM along, along of course, air conditioning. General Motors of course owned, you know, AC Delco, and and they put those right. Delco radios. And so you would imagine that they would put whatever they had as the high end at the time into their luxury automobile. 
Right, but it was optional. Someone you probably paid like three hundred dollars for that radio, which at the time was a very expensive option. You know, like other things like the tinted glass was probably you know thirty dollars, but you know the radio was 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 an expensive option as was the air conditioning. So it, it was impressive that they had this. That uh, I think this is in lovely condition. How, How many did- miles does it say? 60,000 miles, but total mileage unknown. It's probably rolled over once, but it's hard to tell. It's in beautiful condition. <laughs> how, how did people drive before radios? <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm glad it has. And, and the other thing I like, if you look at the pictures, I know you probably can't show it, but the trunk is big enough for literally, you know, six bodies. Right. It's, abs- <laughs> it's absolutely gigantic. That's why the I mafia mean, love these things. Yeah, I mean, you it's got a full-size spare in there, too. It's not just that you can fit six bodies in it. It has a full-size spare. I, I'm just, I'm amazed by this car. It also, you know, d- d- you know, it's because it's a coupe that has, when you put all four windows down there, they're the power windows, too. When you put all four windows down, there's no pillar, there's no B pillar. There's just, it all goes down, and it's all wide open, and it's beautiful. And probably in those days, people actually did drive with windows down. Today, most people drive with their windows up unless they're smokers, uh, and, you know, with climate control on. Right. But this this is a, this is a beauty. Uh, it's a it's a classic design. You know the the fins aren't too big. They're you know going smaller, but it's a it's a it's a beauty of another day. And it has this uh, rear fender skirts as well, which is always a feature I like too. I don't know why, but I always like the look of a car with fender skirts. It's got all it's got all those good little features of it, and it does look like it's original. I mean, you you can see the little scripts, scrapes and scratches there. I think it might you know all the interior is original. Yeah. It's just been kept in very good condition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very I, nice. you know, again, this could be a drag queen car because there is a lot of headroom in this car. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, not too tall of a wig, but it's you know there's a lot of headroom. Right. Uh, we have I have more picks coming up which includes a tvr and you've probably never even heard of a tvr have you i had never seen a vixen till now a vixen and we're going to talk about that when we get back but a tvr is a british brand and this is a vixen i haven't seen one very often i think i've seen maybe one before and we're going to talk about that when we get back plus another one which is a oh what was that uh the uh alfa romeo uh spider which is a beautifully done car this is todd bianco with john mcbullen you're listening to all ripped up on iHub radio and we'll be right back Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And my next pick is something that's a little unusual. It's the a 1969 TVR Vixen S2. 
Now, just a little history on TBR. I mean, from Wikipedia, I pulled it up. You know, it still exists, but you just don't see the cars. Uh, it started back in the 40s, actually. You know, it goes way, way back to after the war. So it's a British manufacturer of high-end sports cars. The company manufactures lightweight sports cars with powerful engines and was, at one time, the third largest specialized sports car manufacturer in the world, offering a diverse range of coupes and convertibles. So it is out there, and they did sell some here in the United States, but you very rarely see them. Uh, they were all sort of, you know, almost like kit cars. You know, they had different, you know, the engines were sourced from different uh, car companies, and, you know, transmissions and all those things were sourced differently. So let's look what it says here. This is a no-reserve auction. It's a 1969 Vixen, uh, is said to have 2,700 miles. Uh, total mileage unknown. It's powered by a 1.6-liter Ford inline four mated to a four-speed manual transmission. The drivetrain was reportedly sourced from a Ford Cortina GT and was installed by the pre by previous ownership during a refurbishment process. Additional modifications include aftermarket side mirrors. Well, that's nice that it has them. Uh, <laughs> Probably didn't come with them. Uh, aftermarket side, uh, aftermarket stereo and rear speakers, and a removed heater. So I guess no heater for this car. Uh, this Vixen S2 was acquired by the seller 10 years ago and is now offered with a binder of service records dating back to 2001 and a clean Iowa title in the seller's name. Uh, it's uh, what's ca it's called. It's finished in Audi. Uh, Nagaro blue, which is actually a very pretty color. It has a black interior, aftermarket uh, uh, a stereo, uh, electric fan, electric fuel pump, uh, and the cool machine wheels, which are TVR wheels, which I think are really very cool. And the seller thinks that they were ahead of their time. Uh, it's equipped with a triplex heated rear window, which I guess at that time was a big deal, and aftermarket hood uh, mount or mirrors. Now, to open the hood, you actually have to pull, pull two stops, one on each side of the car. If you go inside, there's actually to, to open the hood. It's not just one pull. You have to pull it twice. This is a car with a choke. Um, you know, it's a it's a very old fashioned type of car, but it's probably very fun and very fast. Uh, it has a, a mostly fiberglass. I mean, the, the outside of the body is mostly fiberglass. That's what makes it lightweight as well. Um, this is a fun car to have around. I don't know. You know, this is this is your weekend car that you drive uh, on a windy road, Mulholland Drive, or or up to uh, you know Idlewild or something. But this that's the kind of car this is. This is not something you drive when it's you know very hot outside like it is now, or when it's very cold. But this is your fun put in the garage car, and it's something you haven't seen before. I mean, yeah, it's certainly new to, new to you anyway. Oops. I mean, it's, you know, I think most people have not seen a TVR Vixen, let alone too many TVRs in the United States. It just is, you know, very rare to see them here, it looks even though they were sold here. looks a lot of fun to me, uh, and I love the color of it. Yeah, and it almost has bug eyes again, like the, like the one you picked last week, you know, the way the, way the, uh, the, the headlights are there. Yep. Absolutely. It, you know, it, it has it has that look to it, and it's very clean. It's a it's a clean little car, and I bet it's a lot of fun to drive. So, uh, we'll see what what it goes for. Right now, it's uh, you know going for nine thousand six hundred ninety six dollars. Uh, I guess they were going for the year sixty nine somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, that's another two days left on this auction, and we'll report next week what it what it comes out to. Now, the other one I picked was just something that. 
this was, you know, like the, the, the modern version of the, you know, the graduate, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman's, you know, uh, and this car is uh, uh, rare as far as it goes because it's a one, it's number 62 of 190. It's a 1994 Alfa Romeo Spider commemorative edition five speed. Uh, it has 8,500 miles on it. Again, these are all very low uh, miles. It's uh, available in, uh, Lincolnton, North Carolina. Uh, let's see what it says here. The uh, 1994 Alfa Romeo Spider is December 62 of 190 commemorative edition Spiders produced, and it reportedly remained with its first registered owner until 2019. It is finished in Alfa Red with a black soft top over tan leather, and power comes from a two-liter inline four mated to a five-speed manual transmission and a limited slip differential. Equipment includes tan uh, top boot, uh, 15-inch alloy wheels, air conditioning, power steering, a cassette stereo, and remote CD changer, uh, and unique badging. The seller purchased the car in 2020 and performed an oil change while service uh, included uh, while service in 2019 included fitting uh, H4 head lights, uh, repair of the stereo, recharging of the air conditioning system, and replacement of the tires and front brake calipers. Uh, this Series 4 uh, Spider now shows 8,500 miles and was offered and is offered with a commemorative edition uh, owner's portfolio, numbered documents and accessories, spare parts, a rear window cover. So like when you have your top up, you'd put a towel. It's a, you know, it's not a towel, but it looks like a towel over the rear window so it doesn't get dirty. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and a clean Carfax report in North Carolina title. Uh, I, I love the the wheels. The wheels are what they call uh, phone dial wheels. You know, remember, but when people had rotary phones, uh, th- that's what the wheels look like because they're you know basically round rotary cutouts. Uh, very very cool looking to me, and uh, very of the period and very Alfa Romeo. I also like the fact that these cars have. Um, you know where the stick shift is? If you can see it, I don't know if you've got a picture of that. The stick shift is in the center of the console. It's not down, you know, where you normally have it. Uh, Alpha puts it right there in the center uh, of the of the of the console. Um, you I know, don't vertically, have a picture, not uh, uh, horizontally. Uh, yeah, I don't have a picture of it. I have the side view there. You can see the seats and the center mm-hmm. console, but. Yeah, you, you you can see that you can sort of see it there. But the, so the stick shift is right in the middle of of, of the uh, upper, you know, the console. So it's not on the floor where you would usually expect it. I've driven alphas like this, and actually, <clears throat> it's really a good place to put it. It's very natural uh, when you're shifting through it. I think it's a terrific looking car. I think it's in beautiful condition. It's going to go to to a collector again, and I'll be very fascinated to see how this turns out in a couple of days when the auction's over because it's it's really a uh, you know, a, a special car if you're an alpha aficionado, low mileage, and a lot of fun to drive. So you can even drive this a couple thousand miles a year and not feel too guilty. Uh, I can see this as a desert extra car as well. Uh, this is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Revved Up. I really appreciate John McBollum uh, working with me today and going over all these fun stuff. And um, we'll see you next week with more uh, car news and bring a trailer picks.